0: This is Rock Rock and Roll Roll English. English. Real people, real Real English. English. Here's your host, Martin Johnson. Hello everyone and welcome to a special episode, special edition of Rock and Roll English where we are here to talk about football. Yes, that's right. Boom Boom and I discuss the season because we're now at the very end of the season and like I always say... If you don't like football, this is probably not a good podcast to listen to. Just wait for the Monday episode and then hopefully it will be something that you are interested in. Because we do go quite specific. We talk about the Premier League, the Champions League. We talk about our teams, my team being Manchester United and Boom Boom's team being Arsenal. We also end up talking about basically the history of English football, Manchester City's rise to the top of English football, and we also talk about English football in the 80s, 90s, and the noughties, 2000s, and the 2010 decade. Because Boom Boom and I are both English, so it's obviously normal we know more about English football, so that's what we talk about. But as I said, we do talk about Europe a little bit as well, Champions League, as well as following and not following players on Instagram, buying illegal tickets for football matches and the greatest ever football chant. So a chant being the song you sing at a stadium. Anyway, here is the conversation. I will talk to you very briefly at the end, but in the meantime, happy listening. (laughs) Boom Boom Cannon, how are you today? I'm good, Martin, how are you? Always fantastic, Boom Boom, always fantastic. Even more, now we are recording my favourite type of pod, okay, which is a football pod. I'm sure there are only about three people that listen to this, (laughs) but the fact that I can kind of say it's kind of my job sometimes once or twice a year to talk about football makes me feel like a real kind of football analyst kind of thing and makes me feel like I have made it in life.
1: Mm, Can I say that if I'm not getting paid or does it count as my job? (laughs) You,
0: You can say that. You can say that. Okay. In fact, the only podcasts of Rock and Roll English that I have ever listened to except for editing purposes are these football podcasts, mainly because We recorded them in the World Cup, in the Euros, and England did quite well in both of those tournaments. So I actually listened to them again quite recently, actually, just to try and relive those emotions. Mm. Emotional, Um, is it? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Just to try and feel the excitement Mm. again. Um, But this time we're going to be focusing more on things that we know about Premier League, bit of Champions League, maybe a bit of time, if we have any time, World Cup. So starting with the Premier League, I mean, for our teams, not so good. We will get to the, those teams in a bit. But obviously, Manchester City are the champions. Um, I think you were, were you pleased at that? Who were you supporting, Liverpool or Manchester City?
1: Well, um, I probably find it easier seeing Manchester City win the league because...
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, I'm doesn't a bit really more, count. No, exactly. It? <laughs> it doesn't really count. So
0: it's like they've got the most money. They spend loads of money. They got the best manager. So it does, it's not really almost an achievement for them, is it? But if Liverpool win, it's like, yeah, it's a, it is a big achievement. Also, I hate to say it, if you look at their net spend, they actually don't spend that much money. They spent big on players like Van Dijk, the goalkeeper, But I mean, Mm. they sold Coutinho to to buy those players Um, and it would be a much bigger achievement for Liverpool, I think. So that was why I was happy Man City won as well. I used to love a
1: bit of net spend chat during the Wenger days because uh, (laughs) he was almost always, he was in profit regularly. But um, that's less less something I can uh, sort of rely on with Arsenal at the moment. But yeah. (laughs) With um, with City, I can I can just kind of it happens they win the league, exactly. Write it off, forget about it. But I would I would normally be more in favour of Liverpool doing it, just kind of more respect for the for the club what they're mm. doing. But uh, yeah, the threat of the quadruple was a, was a oh, bit. Oh god, was
0: I was having sleepless nights <laughs> about that, honestly. And when I think it was the penultimate game of the season, Man City played West Ham um, I think at West Ham and then it was 2-2 mm. and Mahrez missed the penalty and that would have won the league I actually thought they're going to do this now it's there's just something going they won two cups on penalties Liverpool didn't they and I just thought it's their year it, it was like the Manchester United one in 99 there were a few things that happened that year as I'm sure you'll remember Bergkamp missing a penalty in the last minute of yeah, the semi-final. Uh,
1: rings a bell. Did he? Yeah, no, he did, did Yeah. <laughs> but
0: there were just a few things that happened and I honestly thought, this is Liverpool's year. And yeah, that would have been horrific because, you know, you can still throw that at them. So like when they didn't, I mean, I don't have any friends that are Liverpool fans, but, you know, I could have sent a message to say, you know, The treble's not for everyone, you know. Try your best. I think you had the same a a couple of years ago when you were worried they were going to go unbeaten and match the Arsenal uh, Invincibles of 2004. You never want a team to beat your team's achievement, do you?
1: No, I like uh, the Invincibles season to stay as a one-off, for sure.
0: Yeah, and so you you always kind of have that, don't you? So, like, whatever other teams do, Mm. for example, Arsenal fans can say, well, you haven't been for a season unbeaten. You know, United, we can say, well, you've never won a treble, have you? Um So it's good to keep that. So, yeah, the thought of Liverpool winning the quadruple um was horrific. And I was watching that last game of the season. And obviously, so Man City were losing one nil, And then I when the next goal went in and who scored? Coutinho, ex-Liverpool player, I thought, this is it. It's happening. Like, it's just, it, this is happening mm. now. Um But... Thank God it didn't. Um, I'd never thought as well I would support Man City so much as I did that day. I was actually out of my seat, jumping up and down. I heard Gary Neville, I think a few years ago, actually, saying about who he would prefer to win the league, Man City or Liverpool. And he described it as, well, it's like choosing which man you want to have sex with your wife.
1: (laughs) uh... (laughs) Something you think about regularly or... (laughs)
0: Uh, it's kind of like that and so yeah it did make me feel a bit strange jumping up and down um, when Man City scored those three goals but I was just thinking thank God for this thank God but
1: how does it feel these days with Manchester City you know obviously you know we've grown up uh, in an era mainly where Arsenal and United were you know mm. one and one and two most seasons uh, and Chelsea came along and then it was City who are, you know, United's uh, local rivals at least, but... Noisy neighbours. Noisy neighbours, yes. exactly. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, they, they sort of maybe got ahead of United and won the league once. And you're sort of thinking, yeah, this this is maybe, this, is, this can't last that long, you know. Um, yeah. But now there's just a sustained period of success where if you look yeah. at, you know, from an outsider's perspective, maybe from other countries, look at Manchester and you'd think, what club would you maybe... Sort of see as the, the kind of prime club in that city.
0: Oh, I mean, there are no. There's no doubt at the moment. Yeah. Like if you're, yeah, if you're going on present, like where they are at the moment. I mean, it's absolutely no mm. comparison. Uh, but you know, if you're looking at history, I mean, there's there's only one there's only one one option there. Uh, but in fact, I think when they actually started buying players, I think it was Rubinho, and they said that. Um, I think he said he thought he was going to Manchester United because actually lots of people, I think maybe until sort of recently, actually, like the whole Man City kind of dominance kind of thing, certainly people abroad, like in Italy, especially at the beginning of the time when I was there, would refer to Man United just as Manchester. Mm. They would say like, oh, you support Manchester. Like, I don't think people were even aware, like... I mean, obviously, I think real like football fans were aware, but other people, I would imagine, were not aware that there were actually two teams yeah. um, in Manchester. But that first time they won the league, that was we watched that together in Rome, didn't we? So for people <laughs> that did. don't know, um, Man City needed to win that game to win the league and were losing 2-1 in the 90th minute. Um, Manchester United needed to win. They did... 90 minutes on the clock they need to win two goals and it happened and that that was the moment I honestly think something died inside of me like I've never been no seriously like maybe it's just a thing with age it just coincided but I think because I was so involved that I've never I've never been that involved in a football match again now like I keep you know it's like I want to keep my distance like I've been hurt so badly that I never want to get involved that much again because that was horrific.
1: Well I'm glad I was there for that moment when <laughs> something finally broke inside you. And you did look like a broken man actually after that. I remember seeing outside the pub that we'd been in. Um just not yeah. really not really knowing what to what to do with ourselves. We did actually we had uh tickets, didn't we, to go and watch mm. I think it was Inter um, Ro- Lazio play Inter yeah. exactly Yeah, in Rome and in I don't Rome. think you were that up for it <laughs>
0: really. I actually remember saying to you <laughs> I really don't want to watch a football match this evening uh, but we, we had to go and speaking of that Wayne Rooney recently <laughs> spoke about that match mm. which I think is true I actually remember at the time talking to some people in Italy maybe because these things have been exposed more in Italy but And people saying to me, are you sure something wasn't happening? Like match fixing, like someone throws the match. Um, And I remember thinking, like, absolutely no way. But there is one thing which I just I just cannot get my head around and w- Wayne Rooney pointed this out well two things the goalkeeper Good on know, both we're, we're, goals we're
1: covering the topical issues in this
0: podcast <laughs> happened 10 I'm years sure ago this is what people are well, tuning in for <laughs> th- this is it's evergreen though boom boom okay when I listen to football <laughs> podcasts I like the evergreen <laughs> ones the ones which are just connected to football in general as opposed to like okay. sp- um Ooh. but there, so there were two things one the goalkeeper both goals I thought he could have done better with. The first one, the corner comes in in the six-yard box and he doesn't come to catch that. And this, even the Aguero one, he left the near post so empty. But the strange thing was, Man City equalised to make it 2-2. This is like 91st minute. Then Queen's Park Rangers, it was, had kickoff. What do you do? You You try and keep the ball, you kick back. They just kicked it straight back to Manchester City like that. I've I've never you know I've watched football for my whole life so like for time I can remember like thirty years I have never seen that before or since that is fucking ridiculous it, it's a, it's an absolute scandal
1: who was the keeper was it Cesar was it
0: the, the, the goalkeeper yeah. uh, Paddy Kenny who was is, it Paddy if, Kenny mm. if people don't know who that is he was just a fat Irishman Paddy basically how he was a professional athlete even just looking at him
1: but. He did that not look very tall. An argument in favour of the fact that he just didn't save them because of that. (laughs) Well, I mean, for the
0: ninety minutes before that, he had made (laughs) loads of saves. So even though he was a fat bastard, he he must have done something, right? Um, he was one of Neil
1: Warnock's favourite players, so that probably tells you what you need to know.
0: I mean, with international audience, I'm I'm (laughs) interested to know how many people know who Neil Warnock is. Uh, Generally manager of teams like Queen's Park Rangers, Cardiff, Sheffield United. Uh, Who else? I'm I'm not sure. Although I did hear something from him, which I thought was amazing. He said, when I die, I don't want a minute's silence. I want one minute of Warnock is a wanker. (laughs) which I thought was absolutely brilliant. That's good. That's that's what it's all about, isn't it? Um, So, yes, so going back to Mm. today. So, obviously, um, Liverpool didn't win the league, which, yeah, was great. And like um, we kind of mentioned as well, it's difficult to admit, but Jurgen Klopp, I mean, what he's done there is just fucking amazing. And if you look, every player that goes to Liverpool immediately gets better, Mm. immediately. Like, for example, when a player goes to Manchester United now, they immediately become shit, basically. Um, But if you look at Liverpool, immediately better. And if you look at when they leave, if you look, if you think of like Coutinho, he left, like he's playing for Aston Villa now. Um, Who else? There was another one. Um, Wijnaldum that went to PSG. Mm. Like all of the, when they leave, it's just like career, career finished almost. Like that's why I think like Mane, and Salah I think that would be stupid to leave
1: yeah it's kind of reminds me and this is now the second time I'm I'm gonna have crowbarred Wenger into this conversation (laughs) uh because it's my main point of reference but yeah there was a period with Arsenal I mean uh, earlier on in his reign of course but it it carried on for a while where it felt like that where players would come to us and you'd be kind of so sure of the signings that you're making that like There were some duds, of course, but that given long enough under Wenger Mm. um, that they would thrive. And yeah, Klopp just seems to have that kind of uh, magic touch at the moment.
0: Um, I did actually watch the Arsene Wenger documentary a few weeks ago on uh, Amazon Prime. That was a day I was feeling a bit unwell and Mrs. R&R had taken baby R&R out. So that day I watched the Arsene Wenger documentary (laughs) A Brian Robson documentary uh, and some other football... Oh, the Wayne Rooney one. So I I watched three football documentaries in one day. (laughs) Um, And if you're asking what I thought was the best, which I'm sure you are, um, it was the um, Brian Robson one, just because there was more stuff. like You kind of learn more Mm because that was kind of before our time, 80s, whilst... The Rooney one, the Wenger one, you know, it's... um,
1: You knew most of that already. I I, I knew most of
0: that, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, Robson's time, I mean, this really is now uh, evergreen content.
0: (laughs) Going back (laughs) to the 80s now.
1: (laughs) He was the kind of... He was was essentially like the star player and captain, but during a pretty poor period for United up until the end of his career, right? And uh, with a lot of injuries uh,
0: as well um, captain Marvel. They actually showed one match. I did actually know about this match. I think it was in 84. So, uh, good year for us. Obviously I think the year we were both born, but yeah. So really talking about the modern stuff here. And I think it was the cup winners cup and United had played Barcelona and they lost two nil at the new camp and went back to old Trafford and won three nil and Robson scored twice. Um, and I read one, because Maradona was obviously playing, and they said um, that night the best player in the world was playing and Diego Maradona. And it's like, oh, yes, have that.
1: <laughs> was that when Ron uh, Atkinson was Manchester United manager?
0: Yeah. And they had actually a bit before because Ron Atkinson <laughs> Ron and... Atkinson. Um, I do not associate
1: him with Manchester United one bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, even though I knew he was. Like, when I think of Ron Atkinson, you just... It seems mad that he was Manchester United manager.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, I've I've read probably much more and watched much more. So it seems more normal for me. But before that, he was manager of West Brom. And they actually showed a bit of this because he brought Brian Robson with him from West Brom because Brian Robson had played there. And um, they showed of when they were in tour, they were on tour in China. And one of their players is quite famous and... um, they said to him, what, what did you think of like the wall, the great wall of China? <laughs> and he said, well, it's a wall, you know, you've seen one, you've seen them all really, haven't you? Good point. Good
1: Good,
0: good point. point.
1: <laughs> you've seen one, you've seen them all. It's just the wall. It's It's pretty different, I'd say. <laughs> the new average um, wall <laughs> you can see it from space for starters <laughs> it's
0: just like just like the wall in my house <laughs> which I thought was uh, absolutely hilarious uh, but suppose on onto the Champions League so this is probably a bit more familiar to everyone than Neil Warnock and Ron and Neil Atkinson Neil Warnock
1: and Ron Atkinson yeah we've gone deep <laughs> we've gone deep early let's
0: bring it back uh, yeah, so Real Madrid obviously won that. How they won that, mm. I mean, I was pleased, obviously, because I didn't want Liverpool <laughs> to win. Um, but how they won that, I mean, the Chelsea match, when they were losing 3-0 at home, scored I think, like towards the end. And the Man City match, I mean, I didn't mm. watch the whole match. I saw the highlights, and it looked like they could have lost that about 5 or 6-0 um, and ended up getting to the final and winning it. But Yeah, even in the first well, leg, City...
1: Uh, could have could have been further yeah. ahead and then yeah going into the the second the ending I mm. mean the game looked like it was wrapped up mm. um, City just needed to yeah keep the ball so yeah it was an incredible turnaround but Benzema what a player
0: see I'm, I'm not a big fan oh, really? of his to be honest uh, I mean I you know I don't think I don't think he's shit or anything like that I think he's decent but like everyone now is like Ballon d'Or like mm. I, I mean I I pay a little attention to that I suppose but I'm not I'm not such a big more fan. of
1: a Modric man
0: no I'm I'm not a Modric fan at all okay. I, I actually think he's the most overrated player who
1: do you like in Madrid, Madrid? they won the Champions League
0: <laughs> I actually don't like anyone in fact speaking of Casemiro. Like in,
1: you're a Casemiro man
0: I, I, I don't like anyone um I, I like Angelotti. I'm okay. saying that with a very English pronunciation yeah, there. You, you um tallying it up a bit for me? Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Uh, it's actually, so it would be Angelotti. Okay. Like, you'd need to double T. Um, he's brilliant. But uh, I mean, although I must admit, I don't actually rate him as a manager so much either. But I just think he's a great guy. Um, although he's done Pretty well in lots of places, but I kind of think you know he went to Bayern Munich, obviously won the league. Went to PSG, won the league, and then it's like, oh, he's won the league in all of these countries. And you're like, well, yeah. Mm. I mean, if I went to PSG or Bayern Munich, I would win the league.
1: Also went to Everton, didn't win the league. Funnily enough,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, do you know as well that he wanted to bring Duncan Ferguson with him to Real Madrid? (laughs) Uh, so Duncan Ferguson, if people aren't familiar with him, is a Scottish uh, nutcase. Nutcase, perfect word. Crazy person that plays played for Everton, um, and is now like assistant manager. And then he was with like Angelotti there, and Angelotti wanted to bring him to Spain. So the thought of Duncan Ferguson uh, at Real Madrid. I mean, the <laughs> the thought of Duncan
1: Ferguson in Spain is is <laughs> hard enough to get your head around. Let alone around Madrid. <laughs> no, actually, Duncan Ferguson in Spain, but sort of in a British pub, pissed and having a fight. That's quite easy to imagine. Uh,
0: you know, he is the one person, What? Well, actually, that's not, doesn't make sense. I was going to say the one footballer that I would not like to mess with. Oh, man, I mean, you wouldn't
1: mess with, <laughs> I'd say, almost any professional footballer. <laughs> exactly.
0: I kind of realised that halfway through speaking, that I would say every you single professional footballer... Kind of <laughs> could kill me he's the one yeah, you he,
1: least like to take on that that's it yeah the, the,
0: yeah he, because uh, i mean he has he has actually been to prison hasn't yeah, he? yeah for something he headbutt. did on the football field which yeah. is quite
1: a <laughs> tough thing to do actually given what yeah, you can I mean, get away with
0: yeah i mean i have seen that i i mean it, it was bad it was a headbutt but you know i, I didn't think it was that bad to to go to prison for but um, my
1: memory of that is quite vague because we are now once again we've somehow managed to <laughs> I think that was 93 <laughs> that one despite talking uh, about the champions
0: league final uh, 93 in scotland so i'm not sure how many people were watching scottish no. football in 1993 um but i also heard a story about him of um some burglars came into his house at night and then he ran after him and beat the shit out <laughs> of them so you just imagine that like burgling someone like Duncan Ferguson's house and you see pictures of Duncan Ferguson you're like oh, fucking hell well, we better tidy Keep up instead of I'll like see you, lads. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> let's just tidy up and leave him some money <laughs> so then hopefully he won't kill us uh, but yeah so uh, he he didn't go to Real Madrid in the end but I was thinking about Shame. this like Champions League and I was just thinking like so again in, in our time let's say when like United and Arsenal like number one and two mm the champions league just seems so much more difficult to win then they said this mm. maybe it's just cuz the standard of in england has gone up so much but there would be like now if i think like so obviously i was thinking that like, i don't want man city and i don't want liverpool to win the champions league who else is a threat to them obviously barcelona are having a bad time like bayern munich and bayern munich and real madrid but other than that who else like i think i think liverpool beat like AC Milan, but that was never a doubt. AC Milan won like the like the uh, Scudetto, like Serie A. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, in my mind, it was never a doubt that Liverpool were going to win that. Like, I didn't even think for a minute. But like, again, in, in our day, like you had, well, like both the Milan teams, which like, well, like AC Milan would get into finals pretty much every year. You had obviously the, the Spanish teams, but even teams like like Deportivo, Valencia mm. uh, like Italian teams like Lazio, they won the league, Roma we're, were all good teams then whilst now it doesn't there don't seem to be many good teams.
1: But do you think that's um, a sort of reflection of the strength of the Premier League? I In in, in, yeah, in that probably. period it was maybe the quality the standard was lower than those leagues so once you got into European competition you uh, you had to sort of you had to raise your game almost, yeah. Particularly yeah, if you were true. playing teams from those leagues. Whereas now, a Premier League team, you know, Liverpool. If you look at Liverpool, Liverpool's run this year, and I think you know, Villarreal, Benfica. I think like they, mm. these teams now to a Premier League side. I mean, it's just obviously a special one in Liverpool, but to a Premier League side, seem maybe. Yeah, less of a challenge. I say that Villarreal beat United and Arsenal in the Europa League in recent seasons. So maybe I'm talking Uh, rubbish. But I think maybe, yeah, when I say the strength of the Premier League, I suppose what I really mean also is the the financial power of the Premier League. Yeah, because in
0: those those times, the Premier League definitely wasn't the best league. Whilst now, I think it is. And I do think as well that the two top teams, I mean, even if you look at the Premier League, are so far ahead of everyone else. Um, so so far ahead of everyone else in the Premier League, and I think in Europe as well. Although Man City actually lost, and actually, I mean, well they both lost to Real Madrid? I still actually think both of those are better teams than Real Madrid. Agreed. Honestly, I don't know how Real Madrid win all of these Champions Leagues. They won those three in a row, and again, so I think I saw something talking about like great European teams. So you think of like the like like the Guardiola Barcelona team. Um, I don't know, like a Milan team, like from like the late '80s, I suppose, with like Hullet, Van Basten, guard um, all of these teams. But if like that Real Madrid team, I don't look at that of like oh, they were a brilliant team. But I, I just honestly think when you're in Europe, there is something about like the mentality of the team in Europe. Like Liverpool have got it. Like they, they when they get to Europe, they know like this is this is our stage, and like Real Madrid have it um definitely. and it, it's just so annoying but i mean like i said i was happy to the city or liverpool didn't win but normally real madrid is a team i would never ever support like i quite like barcelona how they do things lots of players that come from like the youth academy stuff like that but real madrid are just oh no they're not.
1: not a favorite of mine either mm. yeah it's always uh yeah, I prefer Barca to, to Real, yeah. although Barca recently have been a bit of a mess.
0: Yeah. Um, but like I said, in, in those days, like right, when we were watching, I mean, we still do, but like the Arsenal-United days, let's say. Mm. Um, I mean, also, even like in that Invincibles year, like they never actually won the Champions League and, and never even really went that.
1: No, that was a big missed opportunity, actually, that season. because that was when we lost mm. to Chelsea. Yeah. It was the Monaco-Porto the... Final. final. Yeah and uh, we we had the team to to win it that yeah. year i
0: think but i mean even in in years before that they still had a great team i don't know who they lost to in like 2002 2003 but that team because they were unlucky to like not, not win the league in 2003 i say unlucky united won it but they went very close they won it in 2002 because that mm. the invincible's team i kind of think of the period was like 2002 to 2004 mm. and then after that it kind of but even in there, I don't know who they lost to, but I think maybe I remember. I think I remember you going to a match at Arsenal, and them them losing three nil to. It was into Milan, Milan. yeah, three nil yeah. down
1: by half time. <laughs> um, it went with our, our <laughs> mate Speed, and um, we got some very expensive tickets from a tout.
0: This was a tout. I think we do need to explain yeah. that a tout is someone that sells tickets illegally, mm. um, and normally for at least double the price. Mm.
1: <laughs> and that wasn't at a point when we could really afford even the normal price of the ticket, let alone the, the tout's price. But we thought, oh, come on, we're here, it's Inter Milan, Champions League, three nil by down by <laughs> half time. Oberfemi Martins had ripped us to pieces. And then in, in a way, the most one of the most annoying things about that was the, the return leg. Is one of Arsenal's best performances in in Europe <laughs> yeah. ever? Really, I remember that. Yeah. I think they won like four or five yeah. one, didn't they? Exactly, and Henri uh, was yeah. just was brilliant. So yeah, the away leg is often over the years <laughs> one that when I'm listening and reading Arsenal content, people will refer back to as like oh, what a, what a performance it was in the San Siro when Henri destroyed Milan. And all I
0: can think of is yeah, fucking home leg. <laughs> typical boom boom always <laughs> thinking of the negatives <laughs> yeah. um, but what yeah but that's what i mean though that i mean it was a surprise to be 3-0 down at half time but to be playing like you know really good teams because arsenal yeah. at that point were like an absolutely brilliant team but because there were so many good teams in europe i don't think inter got anywhere near winning the champions league that year but maybe that was actually the year where it was the all italian final of juve and Mm. Um AC Milan 2003, which mm. is probably the most boring final ever. It finished nil-nil and then Milan won on penalties. It was at Old Trafford, actually. Mm. But that's what I mean. There just seemed to be so many good teams, whilst now it just seems to be a load of shit. I think it's just modern football in general. Yeah. Do you, um, do you
1: think there's also an element of... Like the foreign teams, also in those days, there was a bit more mystique to them, whereas now we, you kind of see so much like in those like teams from abroad maybe you you only saw maybe saw on a champions league night on like ITV and it sort of felt differently to how it does now and also just like during that period that we're kind of talking about there were probably around that time you know I'd maybe been old enough to sort of watch and really know about a handful of like champions league finals whereas now the age Mm. where I feel like oh it's another champions league final big deal (laughs) they come around every year. Sort of, um, they, they seem less meaningful somehow.
0: Yeah, no, that, that particularly with, those, with
1: English teams, the amount of well, like when United yeah. won it, it seemed massive when they won it in '99. Yeah, to, of course, to us yeah. in particular, I guess
0: uh, our age. And, um, this, this is what I, something what I kind of look back and almost can't believe. But in 2005, where Liverpool beat uh, Milan, I, I say that in the Italian way now. I should still say AC Milan, but anyway. Um, they um so that was 2005 and it was only the second time I'd seen an English team in a final which was a massive deal and I I was supporting Liverpool that night the, the thought of supporting Liverpool in a European final now like almost makes me feel sick mm. but because it was such a big deal for an like, English team to be there English team to beat it, but like you said now it's just kind of like, like okay, um, I've done it again. and I'm yeah, just like these kind of matches. And another example I've got of this is um, this. This actually was in like 2011, so a little bit later. And it was Arsenal Barcelona. Um, and I was working at a school in Rome at this point, and like lessons used to go on to like nine o'clock at night. And I was doing like the late shift, let's say. And there was so one student came, and I said, "Look." there's a match that I really want to watch. Like, can we do this another time? Uh, and she said, okay. So then I remember I jumped on my bike, cycled to the pub because I was like, I can't miss this. Mm-hmm. So not even a team I support. I just thought, it's Arsenal, Eww. Barcelona. Like, I can't miss this. Um, but yeah, like you said, now, like it's like Chelsea, Real Madrid, like, you know, don't bother watching it. But um, at that point, and that was also, a thing, up until honestly, that day of, man city winning the league i honestly <laughs> We're back I was there addicted again. <laughs> <laughs> well this is what i was saying though i was addicted to football like it just was meant so much to me yeah. but something died that day When so literally from that day i've always i suppose less and less over the years but like it's just meant less like i would watch all of those matches whilst now like i said chelsea real madrid it's like oh yeah whatever um, I did actually watch the final this year of the Champions League so I kind of felt forced to I just thought it's my duty to um, to watch it and I actually went to Corporal Comer's house to watch yeah. it but
1: um, so oh yeah I mean even Spurs have been in the Champions League final so it's <laughs> lost all value to me
0: actually yeah um, so actually you mentioned that so my plan was to move down the league and that's where <laughs> yeah. our, our teams came come in Arsenal throwing it away at the end. That must have by been the, difficult by the way, are we
1: going at this speed all the way down the league? Because otherwise I might need to uh,
0: just <laughs> well, cancel we'll only need to go evening. to like sixth anyway because then no one knows any of the other teams. I, I don't think we're going to talk a lot about Brighton put it that Not way. Not getting
1: stuck into Burnley.
0: No. Okay. Um although I was happy they went down because 'cause they're just a bit of a shit Same. club, especially when they got rid of Sean Sean Deitch. Um so happy they went down but so that's probably them covered now. So um <laughs> We'll go to Arsenal. That must have been. Skip Chelsea, difficult.
1: hop over Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. um, well, we have mentioned. And them. Spurs, yeah, uh, no, and Spurs.
0: Well, Spurs, Arsenal coming into okay. the same bracket here because okay. for people that don't know, um, Arsenal looked like they were going to finish fourth and then they lost to Spurs and then lost to Newcastle mm. um, and then ended up finishing fifth. So, oh, what? thoughts, mm. Cannon? It was tough. But, I mean, saying that, they still had a good season. No one really expected them to be in with a shout for Champions League. Uh, it's just the fact, I suppose, that it was there in their hands. And then the way it happened. Yeah, I think mm. at
1: the start of the season, fifth was pretty much the upper limit of where anyone mm. uh, had us finishing. And yeah, still, it's just pleased with the season. Vibes around the club are pretty good but
0: mm, lots of good, good young players. Yeah. I quite like him. Saka. Saka. Yeah. Love Bakai Saka.
1: Aaron Ramsdale. <laughs> yeah. He Great, seems character. Like a nice Great character. Great yeah. character. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a likable team and like, so the, yeah, the mood, the mood's a lot better, but um, yeah, to lose sort of throw away fourth place the way that we did mm. to Spurs was, yeah, it's uh, um, pretty tough to
0: take. Although I, I, I must admit I love Conte. I just really? think he's he just takes no shit. I just Strange, he just doesn't give a, a bit fuck of a prick. But <laughs> <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> now I think he's brilliant. He just he does not give a fuck about anyone. He's like we're doing things my way. I mean, it's probably why he only lasts sort of like 1 to mm. 2 years in every club because that's probably not an attitude lots of people like. And so he, I think, says it's my way or nothing. And sometimes people say, well, let's go for nothing. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, but I just love him. And I honestly think he's a brilliant manager. So if you look at Juve, um, they were shit basically when he then come and then started that. I think they won nine in a row. Mm. Um, went there. And then with the Italian national team, they had the worst Italian team probably in the history of Italian football and I, th- I think they lost them in, on penalties to um, Germany in 2016 but I remember they beat Spain I just remember thinking fucking hell how is he doing that mm. with this team like they had that uh, like Graziano Pele oh, yeah. who was playing for Southampton, Southampton mm. at the time leading the line um, then he went to Chelsea won the league there and um, I, I just think he's absolutely Inter, brilliant. uh yeah, before Yeah, won the league. Yeah,
1: before yeah. Spurs. Would you have had him at United?
0: I think he's exactly the type of person that we need mm. just to like basically give everyone a kick up the backside. Um, and it, he would probably only stay there for like a year or two. But in that year or two, I think he would sort things out faster than anyone. And probably pl- he doesn't play such attractive football. Um, but but that's sounding a plate. lot
1: like what United thought with Mourinho. But Bring him I think in. he's a winner.
0: But I mean, I suppose, probably, just always hated Mourinho. So it's different <laughs> personal feelings. Um, but I don't know. I just think he, he would sort, like, even like Spurs, when he went there this year, they were in sort of disarray um, and then like ended up finishing fourth. Um, one thing, I mentioned this on a family podcast, actually. I saw a quote from him. Have you seen this about players having sex no and he said um basically um players shouldn't have sex um like before games and if they do they should do it with their wives because that way they're not expected to put in a great performance <laughs> uh, and he wants them to go like not on top so they just lie there and just just take it basically
1: <laughs> don't expend any unnecessary energy <laughs>
0: So they're not expected to put in a great performance. Footballers' wives are happy just to, you know, have shit sex.
1: <laughs> no, I, di- I didn't know that was the key to his his winning formula.
0: Yeah, it uh, must be. Um, but yeah, so I, th- I think, you know, the, the mm. future's bright anyway for Arsenal, whilst United, on the other hand, is just, I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely been the worst season I mean, especially towards the end, like this, like this Ranjik fella. Yeah. I mean, I had never heard of him. Had you heard of him? Yeah, I
1: had. Yeah. Um, And there'd been some speculation here and there about him coming to Arsenal, but that was always more, uh, well, not more, that was as a director of football, like during a period where we... Mm we had a bit of change in that sort of department. Edu came in and we were going to get this other guy, Monchi, who's gone to Seville and there was a lot of talk of Randnick because that's what he's done in other places. He's been like director of football or even yeah, like overseeing things. So it seems an odd choice, particularly with hindsight to bring him in as someone who was going to like get that kind of Mm. short, sharp kind of six month impact because he's Mm. more of a like overseer process over a longer period um kind of yeah kind of guy. i
0: mean i it just it just did not make any. i sense mean i must admit even though i'd
1: heard of him it was like a name that i knew was highly rated <laughs> having now actually kind of got you know a closer look i was not mm. impressed
0: no not at all um it was and see he's actually now not the plan was he was going to like move upstairs let's say that's the mad thing um, yeah but and, and then he took the austria job mm. and it's like well you can't <laughs> do both of those like you, like either you're doing one job or or the other yeah um and i also read i think that austria had like a really good result and they played absolutely brilliant in his first match um which yeah in the whole time he was there i actually think in the first match he they like we played crystal palace and everyone said we played really well for the first 60 minutes mm. but except that for the whole time he was there it was a disaster um and Without CR seven, Cristiano, like some people saying, like yeah, he's the problem kind of thing. Without him this year, I think we would have been like like getting relegated. So I was
1: going to ask you this, but do you think is there an argument that um the other attacking players were diminished because of him? So even though his performance um, on his own is was still excellent, yeah. that yeah the others can't kind of play play with him.
0: But that, I mean, that, that could be, I mean, because the whole team, there's there's no denying I mean, like we finished second last mm. year, second lost in the Europa League final on penalties. So there's no like getting away from the fact that the whole team has got worse. Mm. But I mean, so what are we saying? Let's not sign really good players because then other players are not going to play well. Like, that's more of a reflection on them than him. Like, that doesn't seem to make sense of saying, well, you know, we're linked with another really good player. Well, he might make the others play worse. I mean, it should be the opposite. But I suppose it's <laughs> like,
1: a really good player. But is it a really good player that fits into the system that the team plays? Yeah, that, did he Did he fit? And I guess if he's not just someone that if he doesn't fit, you can kind of ignore. If he mm. doesn't fit, he's still absolute like centre of attention. And not, not, not say, for, for good reason. Like, he's, he, say, on his own uh, kind of, his own performance was still excellent. But mm. uh, I don't watch United enough, closely enough to know how the system changed because of him. But
0: I mean, not, in fact, the system didn't change at all, mm. really. Um, he just played, like, as a number nine. I suppose it had a kind of a knock on effect on other players, sort of like the Rashford kind of move. Um, and certainly at the beginning, I think Sancho suffered as well because sometimes he was playing on the left because other players were playing on the right. So it, it had kind of a knock on effect there, but the actual system didn't change no. at all. And, yeah, I do think there was a bit of like he wasn't that they didn't plan on buying him. It was like, oh, he's available. Let's just get him. Um, and then there was the whole Greenwood stuff, which no one's really allowed to talk about. No. Um but that, that, that's why we're here rock and roll English. So for people that don't know, it's basic. I mean, it's horrific. When I actually saw that, I kind of thought it can't be, this can't be true. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically like forcing a girl to have sex with him. And then I listened to the vocal messages, which she put on, like they got deleted, obviously, but you, you can find them on YouTube. Um, and it's definitely him. So... As I, it's all just gone quiet, hasn't it? Like no one talks about that anymore. No, well, I think um,
1: there's a lot that can't be. Uh, they 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 veer away from reporting. There's mm. there's a couple of other cases actually. With Premier League football players also involved in things, and mm. it it goes very quiet when this
0: happens. But yeah, yeah
1: those all that audio was absolutely horrific.
0: Yeah, I mean, there, there's no. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's difficult. Cause to sort of give a judgment where you, you don't know all the facts, but yeah, from those facts, obviously there's that's unforgivable. Like you can't say like, I hope he plays again because that there, there's a line, isn't there? Like there's things, you know, like Canton Kung Fu kick. Like you think, right. Okay. But then there's like forcing <laughs> people to have sex with you, which is, is a totally different Absolutely. thing. Um So yeah, I'm not sure how much that affected uh, the squad as well. Like, Obviously, he, I mean, he that's the thing that's so sad because he is such a good player. Mm. I honestly thought he was like had it to be like the next big thing, kind of thing. Um, right foot, left foot, like absolutely brilliant, but um, and so then there was that, and then you've got other players, so everyone just wants to leave United <laughs> now. So Lingard's leaving, Pogba's leaving, and Pogba has just been, I mean, we have had our pants pulled down like so like if he goes back to juve so that will mean he went to juve on a free we bought him back for 90 million and then goes back to juve for free like that will just be oh
1: I, i'm no um. uh i'm no businessman but <laughs> that strikes me as bad business <laughs>
0: but he is just though i he, i actually just hate him now everything wrong with modern day football mm is he just epitomizes um i've also stopped following in following him on instagram so uh i think i looked he had 54.1 million followers he's got one less (laughs) now so paul if you're listening take that you bastard
1: and after this (laughs) podcast probably a few less than that
0: exactly um I i just hate watching him play football as well when he plays like for United anyway. He seems to think no one else can tackle him and he can he just sort of like run, like runs his studs over the ball. The amount I haven't seen the stats, but he loses the ball at least 5 times every game like in like sort of dangerous positions because he just doesn't think people can tackle him. Mm. Um so I'm it's, it's difficult for the business side, but I'm actually happy that he's, he's leaving, gone. but the only bright spark for united this season has been a sweet um Anthony elanga oh for a minute i thought um, you were going to
1: say victor lindelof no
0: no uh Anthony elanga and even more of a bright spot is the song the chant for Anthony elanga have you heard this boom boom
1: i don't think i have no the, the, okay, so I was expecting we, a chant to uh, you to come up with a chant at some point on this podcast, though. Oh, so, but this one, I
0: think this is the greatest one ever in, in football <laughs> history. So here we go. Rhythm is a dancer, Anthony Alanga. Try and stop him if you dare. He came from Scandinavia to be a knighted saviour, scoring goals from everywhere. Oh, it's a <laughs>
1: Good, good. Not completely convinced by your rendition, but the lyrics are what good. What
0: a song! <laughs> like rhythm is a dancer, as a football chant. Are you, you—that's the stuff dreams are made on. Boom, boom.
1: <laughs> yeah, the original is a brilliant song.
0: Um, and that literally is the, <laughs> the best thing that has happened to Man United this season. Um, yeah, they're pretty um,
1: excited about him here, Alanga.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I heard him talk. He has got a very thick Mancunian accent. Mm. <laughs> like, So, I've, like, has he lived in Manchester for many years? Did, was he only born in Sweden or no, something I think like he's,
1: that? Um, I mean, I, I haven't heard him speak and I, I don't know, but it doesn't surprise me that if he's even been maybe like with the United Academy uh, mm. for a few years, Swedes, Scandinavians in general, I think seem to... Mm adopt the british accent accent quite mm. i can't even say accent. uh quite quickly
0: yeah the, the other famous example i suppose is yammo knew Mobley. you were gonna say yeah he <laughs> <Jan>, uh, <laughs> played for, Jan for liverpool he um he was danish i believe yeah, yeah or so is danish still alive
1: <laughs> yes so we're back to um what A- 80s 1980s football yeah is,
0: yeah uh, he, he was He was one of those players, like, when we got into football, like, when we can sort of remember it, early 90s. I remember looking at him, like, players like Ian Rush as well, John Barnes, and thinking, everyone talking about them and just thinking, they're absolutely (laughs) shit. Like, that Mobley as well, whatever his name is, was so far (laughs) overweight. (laughs) He he was a big guy. He
1: was towards the end of his career at that point. He was more of a sort of sitting deep midfield, just... (laughs) Just the ball I
0: just—I was thinking, how can he be a professional footballer? <laughs> uh, uh, he's just so rubbish. And for example, even Brian Robson, I remember thinking that because at that point it, he was like thirty-six, thirty-seven, mm. um, and not playing much at all. And like when he was, just thinking, like God, who's this? Why is everyone talking about him? Um, I definitely remember
1: but, thinking that with Ian Rush. Mm. By the time, like I was, you know, really had no idea of uh, what was going on in football. He just seemed, yeah, past it, yeah. and uh, yeah. Then when you get a bit older, you sort of realise. Oh no, he was—he was actually really—he was really good. Yeah, um,
0: but yeah, you're very much conditioned
1: you... by the point at which you enter. Yeah, of course. And, uh, yeah, start watching football.
0: Yeah, um, but so just to, maybe a quick word before we have to go. So I know mm. you have to go. Boom, boom. Um, world cup so obviously that would be now which is annoying that we have to wait the whole summer and then so it's end of november isn't it i i actually think england have got a really tough group there's usa wales um and iran but usa and wales like Mm. like for wales let's let's be clear it's it's their cup final (laughs) (laughs) and uh, america like the usa i think they're a good team. They've got a decent side, c- actually. Yeah, they yeah. they
1: do have some uh, some
0: decent players. I, I actually, I'm actually quite worried. I, I read, yeah, uh, as I'm, an Italian I'm, journalist I'm that, yeah, yeah. See, I, I think almost because of the last two tournaments, like expectation. Now, I actually remember so when we went into that 2018 World Cup. That was on the back of losing to Iceland in 2016, and expectations couldn't have been any lower then um whilst now like semi-final final final in the last two tournaments i'm fully expecting to get a smack in the face now like of going back to the old days of like you know not getting out of the group or something like that
1: i'm i'm confident we'll uh we'll get out of the group usa Mm. uh a decent but uh I don't know. I know the whole Wales thing, like it's one of these, like becomes more of a derby and Mm. yeah, kind of form goes out of the window and all that sort of stuff. But Um, I mean, Bale and Ramsey, then they're not the players they were and they're still quite reliant on them. Um, Yeah. They've got a couple of decent youngsters coming through, but they still seem a bit too Mm. reliant on Bale and Ramsey, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, There was an Italian journalist that said he thinks England are favourites to win the World Cup because of the time of year, because that's when our football schedule gets busy, okay. let's say, yeah. um, sort of like towards Christmas. Mm. Not sure if I believe that. But, We're not normally
1: um, playing those games in Qatar, though. So <laughs> we'll see how that affects things.
0: And it's not like only English players play in the Premier League um so all of these other players in the premier league that play every week exactly or, or more, like two three times a week like around christmas are playing for other teams that are playing at the world cup um so so yeah i'm not sure if i believe that
1: apparently harry kane was asked recently for his uh you know favorites for the world cup and he mentioned I, Italy. i saw this yeah
0: <laughs> so unlikely he said, Lots of great teams like that could win it, uh, Spain, Germany, Italy, mm, they're not going. Um, and I am not ashamed to say when they lost to North Macedonia, I was fucking <laughs> delighted. Uh, in fact, I, I also mentioned this on a um, family podcast, how I was actually going to make like a Facebook post about that. But uh, Mrs. R&R basically convinced me not to. Mm. The way I described it on the family podcast was like, so if someone punched you in the face and you're on the floor. And that's and happened that to you person... a few times, is not it? So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. Um, so someone punches you in the face, you're on the floor, that person's walking away mm. and then that person falls over. Like you would be delighted. <laughs> and I kind of feel that's what happened with Italy. We kind of got punched in the face last year they walked off and then fell flat on their face losing to North Macedonia
1: that person who punched you in the face um, to stretch the analogy a bit further you had lived in their house for (laughs) many years and married one of their family and were essentially (laughs) family to them um, and you'd even learned their language this person who punched you
0: in the face (laughs) Um, they still punch you in the have, face though so does this person have his <laughs> own language yeah <laughs> well what I would say to that is I was very happy staying in this person's house before and always did support Italy uh, but even in the Euros when we lost the final I kind of thought well you know, we lost to Italy so that's mm. kind of good because um, they're always my second team Always, always had been even before I moved to Italy as well mm think maybe from like the bad Joe times in 94 when England weren't there but what I didn't like was afterwards the massive negative reaction which I got on a daily basis so I was getting abused by not only the person that punched me in the (laughs) face but by all of his family members every day so far that even the priest when we had baby R&R's christening
1: okay this is now an actual priest this is not in in the world where someone (laughs) punched you in the face
0: no this is an act this we've left the analogy now (laughs) um was actually like taking the piss out of me and like saying giving me the whole like all like the english fans like like beating up the italian fans before the game and (laughs) but it's difficult to say because what actually happened because obviously that there was trouble but it was english people beating up english people so Mm when i tell people like no that's not (laughs) true which it's not it's not like i'm saying a good thing because english people were still behaving like animals sure but just with english people so that makes it okay yes um um, we can beat ourselves up
1: that's (laughs) allowed
0: and actually i think so it's tomorrow so this is we're recording this on a friday it is actually england italy isn't it exactly yeah um but played behind closed doors because of that crowd mm. trouble um, of England fans fighting England fans. But like I said, if you watch that video, you can see it's daylight and there are. F- this is before the match, and like obviously because I I'm friends with lots of Italian people, and I saw so many people share that saying, so "Look at the English fans like punching Italian fans as they're leaving the stadium just because they lost." Mm um and that was what was really annoying me so like even the priest said oh like you just don't know how to lose like what was that about and i was like look that was just english people behaving like animals before the match Mm. okay it's okay um so yeah so i was delighted when they lost to north macedonia
1: but you went to watch them recently right in the the big one
0: fin fin finalissima (laughs) perfect pronunciation which i genuinely
1: didn't even know was happening until um, it had happened,
0: I didn't either. But um, someone from the R and R English family, Argentinian, actually sent me a message about it, and basically, I just went to see Argentina's number ten, Messi, and I because I just thought he's good, isn't he? You know, is he good? <laughs> I've heard he's good. <laughs> <laughs> heard something about him. I just thought, you know, before I die, I want to see him. You know, if I have grandkids, I can say. I saw Messi play. Uh, I actually and said I was the same just,
1: to, to Mrs. Spoonboom when uh, mm. once I realised the game had happened and that you'd gone. I said I would have, I would have liked to go to that if I was still in London because mm. yeah, haven't just, seen Messi in real life, so j- j-
0: just to see him. Mm. And uh, also an Italian legend who played his last game, Chiellini, mm. who is a bloody brilliant bloke. I just think he's he's like Bonucci, On the other hand, I absolutely hate him. Um, but Chiellini, just such a great guy like
1: yeah I wasn't too pleased when he fouled Saka in quite a cynical but even way that, but
0: even even that I actually thought I like that because <laughs> like obviously it was against my team and I was angry at the time but I just like that just like that mentality but after the game he's like you know he's like you know let's leave it all on the pitch shake hands at the end of the game kind of thing whilst for example Bernalchi was giving it loads of like like saying things against english people whilst killing nothing like that mm. just you know we've won let's celebrate the victory bloody good and man. that was his last
1: game was it he's retiring yes. from international football uh, well oh, he's, he's moving playing to the um, us is he yeah. yeah
0: same thing as retiring yeah. isn't it <laughs> <laughs> very good but um, yeah. yeah but um anyway it's been an absolute pleasure boom boom i know you need to go um, so we'll probably do this again maybe one time maybe round the world cup again
1: yeah world cup let's do um let's do that for sure
0: exactly um and then hopefully we'll talk about things a bit more up to date and not <laughs> 1980s football
1: we'll try we'll try
0: <laughs> exactly right well thanks for your time boom boom and we'll see you thanks soon
1: bye 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 bye
0: okay so that was boom boom and i talking about football let me know if you enjoy these episodes because obviously i I love making them, but I'm pretty sure only about five people listen. But if you do like them, please comment on social media just so I know someone's listening. Because have you heard that thing before of if a tree falls and no one's around, does it make a noise? Kind of think like that with these football podcasts. So let me know. I will talk to you all again very soon, people. But in the meantime, just keep on rocking, baby